Welcome into the Sayer Auto Group podcast. I'm Zach Bennett, alongside Chris Sayer, Nick Sayer. We have Rick Wallace on for this week's episode. We're going to discuss all the incentives at the store, some of the highlights, some of the best ones uh, that each individual store is offering, and then talk a little bit more about leasing, again, the perks of it, the history of it, and why you as a salesperson uh, need to understand it and how to pitch it to your customers who are new to that type of purchase. That's next here on the Sayer Auto Group podcast. All right, fellas, we're into November. How are we feeling? Yes. Wonderful. Been a few weeks since the last pod. Yep. A lot of little different things going on, but we're back. Uh, you recovered from Mickey Mouse land or no? Uh, we're still on the recovery, both mentally and from the bank account. So financially. Yep, yeah. It financially set us back a few years, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> but how are you guys doing? Doing great. Hey, awesome. we got the strike over with. Um, we well, wondered how, how did they- that end? <laughs> What's that? How did that end? Who won? Well, I think, every, you know, nobody wins in those the things. Workers. I mean, I think that everybody. Uh, Everyone but know, the dealer, probably. Hey, look, hey, look the uh, <laughs> manufacturer probably paid too much and the workers probably didn't get enough. So I guess everybody's happy, right? That's how you know it's a fair deal for yeah. both sides. But uh, we wondered how they'd come out uh, after that strike. I think there was a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace as to what the manufacturers were going to do. But uh, boy, uh, Stellantis uh, come out both barrels blazing. Uh, incentive wise, fifteen uh, percent yeah. off MSRP on uh, uh, Grand Cherokees, uh, Gladiators, mm-hmm. and then ten percent off on uh, trucks, all Rams, except Ow. for uh, cabin chassis. But uh, I don't know if we've seen, uh, you know, people uh, talk about the price of these things, how the price has gone up. Well, that price uh, increase certainly helped because now your uh, rebate has got. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A lot bigger too, so uh, good, uh, good uh, deal. But uh, I think, uh, I think as we talk about some of the things today, it'll uh, look at those incentives and uh, let's make sure that we're uh, reaching out to the, all the customers. Yeah, uh, you know, reaching out to them, and make sure we're uh, touching base with all those ones that we worked. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I wanted to highlight off of that is typically that ten percent has always just been to retail, and that is the case on Grand Cherokees and the trucks. But on the gladiators, that fifteen percent they're offering also applies to a lease, which is you know good. You know, what we're going to be talking about today. So there's a, a lot of advantage, and, and we just you know had the opportunity to sell one today to a guy. Um, his first time ever buying a Cummins, and one of the reasons why is because he saw that ad, and it ended up being ten grand off a sticker what he paid for. So that plus the trade, he was feeling he, he's, he's leaving here with a smile on his face wide. So these incentives, like you mentioned, are, yeah. are awesome, and so it's important to highlight to previous customers that haven't bought in a little while because the price has been so mm-hmm. high that's not the case anymore there's a lot of reasons to get into a new vehicle yeah they've kind of peeled back some of their price increase over the last couple of years a little bit and starting to make things affordable again um, i have nissan's updates uh they have two main deals they wanted me to highlight <clears throat> and they're dang good 2023 rogues are 2.9 percent for 60 months Jeez, pretty low interest rate yeah we haven't <laughs> seen that much lately um, plus a thousand dollar discount from us as the dealers and a $500 rebate on top of that. So you still get to keep a little bit of the, the rebates, uh, with these promo rates now, at least on this rogue. Um, they also have a great deal on the leaf. Um, they're running a two ninety five a month lease on the leaf or a sixty two fifty rebate when financed with NMAC on that. So very affordable option for a lease payment. 
or if you want that giant rebate, that's a great option as well on the finance side. So, yeah, let's push some Leafs. Those are great cars. <laughs> that's awesome, Nick. How about over at BMW? Kind of more of the same from previous months, or they gotten a little more aggressive on some of the stuff? Um, EVs continue to be the big push with BMW. Uh, most of their models have the, uh, the EV models have pretty large lease credits on them. Um, the I four has seventy five hundred dollar lease credit. The I five, which is brand new, um, we haven't got our first one yet, but should be seeing seeing those come in here in the next month or so. Um, seventy five hundred lease credit on that. Uh, the I seven. Um, nine thousand nine hundred dollar lease credit. Oh, um, and the IX is nine thousand nine hundred lease credit. Oh. So, pretty big lease credits uh, for for the EV models for BMW. Some of their national advertised um, lease payments, um, starting with the I four again, four ninety nine per month with about forty five hundred dollars due at signing. Uh, the I five and the IX both. Um, around $800 a month with uh, $6,500 due at signing, which uh, pretty good lease payments um, for those EVs. Sticker on those I-5s and I-Xs are probably anywhere from seventy dollars to $100,000. So, you know, pretty good payment given the yeah. given the, the sticker price on those bad boys. So um, <clears throat> that's the big push. They do have – we are seeing some more X-5s, X-3s, X7's coming in um, for availability. So if you have customers that need, you know, a truck for tax purposes and things like that, you know, send them our way if, if uh, BMW's an interest, and we'll see if we can um, move a few of those out the door. That's awesome. Um, as we kind of dive into uh, our lease conversation and, again, the perks and pros and cons to it, um, obviously Rick, being in the business for a long time, has a long, like, stand, like, long time understanding of both the history of it and for me, like I grew up in my house, my dad would talk down leasing and he never really understood why I've learned that fairly recently. And so I wanted to ask you, Rick, to kind of start it is why, you know, kind of the history behind it and why there's been apprehension by a lot of people to get into leasing and how, you know, then we can talk about how we can overcome that with how it works today, but kind of the history behind how leasing started and where it's at now. Well, leasing uh, really, you know, started to, Gained some traction probably, uh, I want to say, kind of mid-80s, mid-80-ish, I think. Uh, you know, back then, uh, they were uh, begging for uh, 7 and 8% interest rates. I mean, we were talking, uh, you know, back then, I mean, mortgage rates were, you know, back in the early 80s, uh, they were back, you know, 14 to 16% for a mortgage. Um, so leasing came about as, as a way in which these manufacturers, you know, could uh, sell more cars. And so it, it really came out as another way to finance a car. But uh, the way it was structured back then was you would, you could lease a car. And what we, when we talk about residual value or the amount that they say they're going to, that it's worth at the end, they could move that number. Okay. So if a guy wanted to come in and say, okay, I want a $300 payment, they just move that residual value to the point where it would be 300 bucks a month. The problem with that was is that at the end of the lease, when you went to turn it back in, um, you were responsible for anything, um, any deficiency between that. And, and at those times, most of those lease companies wouldn't let anybody buy the car. They'd just take them to the sale, mm. the auction, and sell them. So 
if, for example, the residual value was ten grand, but it got four grand at the sale, um, then the the lease the leasee was responsible, not the leasee, but the leaseor um, was responsible for the six thousand dollars in deficiency. Um, and I remember, um, I remember my dad uh, leased a Volvo, and I think he got caught up. It was about four grand is what he owed. So. That's really where leasing, that's really where you started to see some of the negative uh, um, feelings towards leasing. Um, and there were a lot of people that, you know, back in the 90s, certainly you'd bring that up. A lot of these people had been burned before on leases, so it wasn't really a big thing. Of course, those things now are, uh, um, I don't want to say they're illegal, um, but no, no, none, of the, none of the leasing companies that we deal with uh, do that. Um, there's still some ways to do some of these things with with the municipality and and commercial ones, but we don't. That's a that's a fight for another day. <laughs> but um, it was really, it, you know, when you think about it, um, it they really have changed it. They had to, uh, you know, anytime we look at when these manufacturers come out with programs, it's good for the manufacturer, and so. Uh, they get their uh, captive finance arms to to get on board, and and so they so they locked it in, so it gave people a little bit more you know peace of mind, a little bit more uh, upfront, a little bit more transparency uh, than what used to go on uh, behind the behind the doors back then. Yeah, Nick, and I know over at BMW, out of our three stores, without a doubt, you guys do the most you know new car leases. And through your time there, you know, conversation with customers, why does it always feel that that's been the case with the with the people buying your cars and the high end ticket that you guys have? Um, I think part of it um, was just the culture that we kind of created early on. Uh, Rick Williams and, and his team years ago, when leasing became popular, you know, it was kind of like Rick said, a way for uh, more people to to afford a BMW, right? Um, so. I mean, I don't know how long it's been popular over there. I've been over there for 12 years, and I'd say, you know, anywhere from 60 to 75% of our new car deals have been leasing. Um, during COVID, those numbers kind of flip-flopped a little bit, um, but we're starting to see that trend again. And I, a lot of it's, again, due to, um, you know, your salespeople being educated on leasing and your customers being educated on leasing too, you know. So a lot of our customers have leased before, um, from us at BMW so and they've seen the you know how how well it's worked out for them you know time and time again and uh, it's it's become very popular for for the BMW brands and probably you know a lot of the luxury brands and and um, something that Nissan and Chrysler and Jeep um, probably have a lot of similar type lease incentives available that maybe just aren't presented as often enough but um, I think it it's a matter of getting your customers, you know, educated and familiar with leasing. And once you do, you know, you see that just become kind of the first nature. Yeah. Well, don't you think a lot of it though, Nick, is when you said the one, your X5s were around 800 a month. Is that yeah. right? The IX. The, the IX. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you said the MSRP somewhere between 70 to a hundred grand. That car is, yeah, 85 to a hundred. Okay. So when you start breaking that down, you're probably 14, 15 Yep. 1600 bucks yep. a month i mean let's cut to the chase okay <laughs> why why we really why why leasing is is critical and that is the fact that you present the customer 
a, a payment of $800 versus $1,600. I mean, if you're looking at half, okay, um, that's, that's why we're yep. leasing cars yep. because we still have to sell cars. We still have to sell the features and the benefits. We're not mm-hmm. selling the deal. We're selling the features and the benefits. And why is this car going to be the car you want to get in every day and drive it? Why is this car the one that you want to, you know, go on vacation with? And so they, you know, we got to get them emotionally involved and get them, get them to fall in love with the car so they can taste it, feel it, smell it, touch it, you know, all those things and hear it. And then once we, once we do that, then all we're doing is just presenting options and say, okay, would you like a $1,600 payment, Chris, or do you want an $800 payment? (laughs) I mean, it's it's not, this isn't rocket science, you know, and I think that's really why, uh, why it's critical for everyone out there listening to understand, you know, sells our sales crews and that, that this is the real reason why, you, you know, you want to sell more cars, you need to be able to present the lease because if you're not, you're just taking away that option that might be, that might get the person to say, well, yeah, heck yeah, I want to, I want an $800 payment instead of $1,600. Yeah. I think that's a great point, Rick. And all these bells and whistles that we've added to our, to our cars over the past few years, they cost a lot of money. And you've kind of seen a transition in like the cell phone world. I mean, how often are you guys getting a new phone nowadays? Like, what would you say? About two to three, probably. Two to three years. Because it becomes trash. Uh, Rick probably holds a little longer. My, my last one was an X. <laughs> <laughs> and I so just Rick, got, he's, I just the, got he's the guy showing up in the <laughs> I 14 just, Ram, you know? <laughs> I just, hey, just, it just works, you yeah. know? No, and, and, I, and that's the thing. For some people, definitely with the car, it just works as well. But we see advancements so often now that, it, that I think a lease is a good option for you to experience the newest technology every so couple of years and get into the newer stuff along with that the repairs and different things to maintain these vehicles is is high so when you renew a lease you're just starting over on your warranty again right mm-hmm. that's another selling point is if you're going to keep that car longer with a loan or buying it you know you go into that forbidden territory of like i don't know what this is going to cost to fix now i'm out of warranty so I think those are great points. Those are two selling points that you should use uh, with your customers is, look, you can experience the newest technology in three years from now. Um, and you're always going to have the peace of mind for uh, of being under warranty, right? And th- those are big deals to people, especially with inflation of costs. It's just, you know, the cost of fixing vehicles we've seen has gotten crazy as well. So. Well, and that's where I've always <laughs> kind of landed because I've recently sold, you know, my sister. And then, you know, I've had a couple return customers and some family friends. And I always end up presenting the lease and really pushing them to go that way. Cause the last thing I ever want to do is have to worry about helping them when their car breaks down. Like to me, that's like a selfish aspect to it because when it comes to a lease, I know one, the chances of it breaking down are a lot slimmer. And if it does, it's fine. There's, there's programs at all the different uh, brands that will take them, take care of them, be under warranty, whether it's a loan or whatever. I know that that out-of-pocket expense isn't going to be there. And so my belief in it is is pretty strong, and, and, I've, and I've kind of just kind of pushed that on the people that I know trust me that are newer to it. But with that, you have to be able to explain kind of the, the pros and cons to it with the number one being like, you know, when you finance, and we always talk about who are the optimal people to present this to. And it's really anyone, but if they, particularly if they come in and they owe money on the car that they're trading in, to me, that's a prime candidate. Mm-hmm. Of, of presenting a lease to and at least having it be there on the paper when you show it because 
the whole always the pushback and there's a bunch of different objections you can hear but it's like well that's just a rental one and this one i own it well if you owed money on it mm -hmm. you never actually own the vehicle right. the bank did yeah. and so you are as you know as captive that as you are in the lease and so you know, there's different ways to go about it, but that's always the number one thing is a lot of these people, as Chris mentioned, every two to three years, they get in this how to buy new cars, whether it's the peace of mind with the warranty or with the newest tech. And so they never actually own their vehicle. And so this is typically an easy transition. Let's bring that payment down to 300 bucks. Let's get you into something that's going to be reliable for the next three years. And then you have the peace of mind with the warranty as well. Well, let's face it. It's just like everything else in life. I mean, we sit here and talk about, okay, we have this discussion all the time about gym memberships, okay? How much is a gym membership? Well, some place it's 10 bucks. Some place it's 50, some place it's 100, some place it's 25. So there and some people say, "No, I'll just work at a home." So the idea there is that that really what is each person willing to pay for a gym membership, okay? And everybody's different. The same is with an automobile. It's what what are we willing to pay? And and most people are on some kind of a monthly payment. And so, you know, and and so the question is, is what do you want to drive for 400 a month or what can I drive for 600 a month or what have you? And there are a lot of people that, who like the new technology, especially, you know, when you start talking about, you know, the younger, you know, that uh, I'd say probably that under 50 crowd who really are um, really looking at, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of men in that, in that age group are really looking at, okay, what, how can I get my best bang for my buck? Okay. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they've got, you know, generally wives, kids, homes are trying to raise kids, those kind of things. So the idea is, is what, okay, what's my expense? What, what have I budgeted for, for an automobile? Um, instead of looking at it as, okay, what am I investing? Because Chris can sit here and, and talk to us about, you know, the financial, uh, the financial planning aspect of it, but why would we ever want to throw cash at a depreciating asset? You know, um, there's a reason why people put down payments on homes because they appreciate, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and what we're finding in the automobile business is, is cars don't appreciate. They, they go down in value. And Not so unless there's a massive pandemic. <laughs> right. Back to Zach's point, and, and from a salesman standpoint, think about this when Zach was talking about this. So how do you take care of your family? You either put them in a lease or you make a whole bunch of money on them on a retail. Okay. <laughs> so that if something goes wrong, you can cover it. You can get to taking care of them, right? So, so really, you want to take care of them, treat them right, or do you want to rip them, you know, rip their lips off and uh, make a bunch of money and just put it in the, in the, in the cookie jar, hoping that when something goes wrong, you can, help, you can help them take care of them. I mean, really, you think about it. That's true. From a salesman standpoint, that's really, or salesperson, that's what they really should be thinking about is, this makes more sense for me because if there's any problem, you know, it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be taken care and of. If you don't pay cash for the whole car, you don't own anything. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and all you're doing is assuming all the risk of what that car is going to be worth when you go to trade it in instead of somebody else taking that, that risk, you know? So when, when that, you hear that argument, well, I don't own it. I don't own the car. And it's like, well, do you really want to own something and go in and find out that you owe way more on it than it's actually worth? Like that's never a fun conversation. That's never fun to find out. So you know, why would you want to take on that risk when somebody else is willing to do that for you? And, and that's, a, that's one of the arguments that, you know, I, we hear a lot in the business is, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to lease because I don't own anything or I don't, 
I won't have equity when I go to trade it in or and it's just like unless you pay cash for the car up front, you mm-hmm. don't own anything and you and quite frankly, if you come back tomorrow or a month or three years from now, we have no idea what that car is going to be worth. And that's that's you know, that's a risk that again, why would you want to take that when somebody else is willing to do that for you? Yeah. I mean, maybe we should talk about that, just the high level <laughs> differences between the two. Because I think there are some misconceptions like the equity thing. In a lease, you actually can have equity at the end of your lease mm-hmm. that can roll into a new deal. And why is that? Because at the end of three years, you know, there's the payoff, uh, the value of the vehicle versus the payoff still exists just like a loan. Now, that could be negative or positive, but what's the difference between a purchase and a lease at that point after three years, Zach? I in mean, terms of who has the risk on their hand, exactly right. Like if it's if ultimately if it's negative, you can just turn it in. And you walk can walk away. away. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean you I leave mean, the you leave the manufacturer with that risk. Yeah, you're just you're making a, you're making two you're making a couple of commitments on a lease. One, you're committing to the payment, thirty six, forty two, okay. whatever. Two, you're making a commitment to the miles. Okay, you've got some kind of mileage restriction. It's you know it's. Well, if let's say it's twelve thousand miles a year, and you thirty six months, that's you know that's uh, right. You know you're right in there at that uh, three years. You're uh, thirty six thousand miles. Mm-hmm. It's not like though some guy comes with a stuff, you know, with some big kind of a scope or something and peering in your window after <laughs> it's a year. In every quarter, but the only time that ever <laughs> that only time that ever impacts if you walk away. And then the third thing you're committing to is is it's it's normal. It's called excess wear and tear. But it would be like if the window was cracked, if your windshield was cracked on a purchase, Chris, right. you would be dinged for that if you, you went to trade it in. It, if the yeah. tires, if there were whiskey dents all up and down the driver's side, <laughs> I mean, you'd be responsible for those as well. So from that standpoint, there's there's actually, but you 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 touched on it. You can do what? I can walk away, or I can take the equity. You can take it in cash. I've seen a lot of people. My folks leased a car, and I told my dad, I said, you got like $4,500 in equity. You don't want to roll that into the next car. You want that in cash, don't you? And he said, you're dang right, so I did. <laughs> so, we, so he took it in cash, okay, Yeah. which is a smart thing to do. Why not? You know, but uh, you're right. Uh, from a, Usually on an 84-month contract, assuming that they drive the same kind of miles, 12,000, prob- you're going to probably be about even at about – Month sixty to sixty six, yeah. Way okay, late. all right. On a seventy two month contract, you're probably closer to around that forty eight month mark, forty five to forty eight, somewhere in there. Negative or anything. That's sure. it. But I mean, I look at cars like penny stocks. Okay, because mm-hmm. eventually, where's a penny stock, Chris? Zero. What what's it worth? Zero. Okay, a car gets there too. Mm-hmm. Right. They get to the junkyard. Oh, yeah. And so, depending on how long, but generally, we see a tremendous slide in value. I mean, we've seen them. We've seen some of these cars where they're seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000, and in, in four or five years, they're worth twenty. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge, you know, if you bought a stock for $0.80 cents and it was only worth $0.20, <laughs> cents, I mean, you'd be like, "What the heck just happened?" Dogecoin. Well, you just bought a whole lot of shares at eighty thousand. Yeah. Versus, you know, so you think about it that way. Yeah. So it makes sense. Look, let's just figure out what we want to spend every month on our on our on our car payment. Yeah. And so, let's just give the people a, that option of, "Hey, you want an eight hundred dollar payment? Or do you want a fifteen hundred dollar payment?" 
Exactly. And, and so there's a couple things, just maybe some of the newer guys, even some of the veterans I've talked to, uh, they don't really understand what makes a lease a lease, I guess, or how it can, how the price is controlled or the payment. So I just wanted to touch on that <clears throat> really high level. I don't want to get into the weeds very far, mm-hmm. but just so there's some understanding of, okay, what is this lease payment number? So Rick's mentioned, everybody's been talking about this residual number. Now that number is assigned at the beginning of the lease. It's a percentage of the current price of the car. The correct? MSRP. The MSRP. Yeah. So they'll assign you a percentage. Um, and that's established by the lease company. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good point. They establish it. They give it to us. The desk is literally punching that in. So I have an example here, just a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee 2023. We ran a lease deal versus a purchase here. Um, the residual value on this MSRP 5284 is the MSRP. Our residual is 28006 at the end of this lease. It's a 39-month lease. So what does that number mean, the 28006? That is what the customer can purchase it for at the end of 39 months if they choose to. If they if they want to end up just buying it, they love the car, that's an option. That's an important option that, that can be out there for people. And some people do it, especially during COVID. Nick saw that quite a bit over at BMW. Their cars were just worth a lot more than the residual. Uh, so that sometimes plays in your favor. Um, we can't predict the future obviously. Uh, but I, we, we've all kind of come up with the theory that used car market might stay pretty strong. So with where are these residuals at, you don't know, they might end up with equity at the end and be in one of those, of those situations. I don't know. So when you say equity, you're talking about any dollar amount that is above that residual value. Thanks for clarifying that. So, so, so what we, what I would tell my customers, if I was leasing them a car, if I was provide and they wanted to do the lease option, I would say, okay, what we're going to start doing is about a year out, we're going to start looking at the car and start, we're going to start working on options, if you will. So you've had the car for 23 months, 24, 20, you know, 27 months. So now I'm going to start talking to them about, okay, what's that car worth? Right. They're saying it's worth 28,000. 28,006. Yep. Okay. So let's say a year comes around. You know, they're about a year, nine months to a year. And I say, okay, yeah, based on it right now, it looks like you've got a couple of grand worth of equity, right? Mm-hmm. So now let's start looking at cars. Maybe, maybe we've got a new car that we can roll that equity if they want to, and they can roll into a new lease, okay? And they can take advantage of that and keep their payment the same and drive a new car. Or on the other side, what if they're at 25000 What if the market value of that car is worth 25000 then what they're going to start doing is, is, hey, maybe it'll be best for me to just walk away from this. Mm-hmm. Hand you the keys, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll have to get an inspection, those kind of things, and uh, do that. So I don't think that's going to be the case, though, for the next two to three years, because if you think about it, Nick, how many cars did you lease during COVID? Not many. Not many, right? So there's not going to be a lot of Use cars coming off of lease, hitting the market, hitting the auction block. So the used car prices are still on one-year-old cars, maybe two-year-old cars might be a little soft. They might be, they may have come down a little bit, but certainly on those cars that are three to even four years old, the market's still going to be really, really strong on those cars. 
Yeah, and I know that just before I get you get back to it, because I know we no, talked about the penalty, th- yeah. the mileage penalty. Again, that only will apply if you do just turn it in and walk yeah. away. Because a lot of time, you know, we've had instances where they brought in a truck and sometimes been three to four thousand miles over what they originally agreed to. But because of where the market was sitting, mm-hmm. we just rolled them into another one and they didn't have to worry about that that penalty yeah. restriction. So that's always a big reservation that people typically will have. But again, that will only apply if they just truly just want to turn it in, walk away, have that inspection done. And yeah. so never let that be a deterrent because it is typically not much of a hurdle to get over mm-hmm. yeah, most of the time. And, and I think Rick brings up a couple of good points with that too that I, I thought about. And that is you're not really locked into the 39 months necessarily. There's always a payoff on that lease. We, we've had tons of clients show up, like he was saying, maybe five, six months before we start thinking about it. There's a lot of guys that at that point are fine with where they stand equity-wise. That's the payoff versus the value. And they want to switch into a new one then. So mm-hmm. we can always pay off that vehicle just like a normal loan mm-hmm. and trade it into a new one. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait the 39 months necessarily. Right. I mean, there may be, you really can't exit leases super early, generally speaking. You're going to be upside down. But, you know, you get past the two-year mark. A lot of the time, it's a situation where, okay, we're ready to get into a different one. And, and that's fine. You have flexibility. I'd say that's the probably the greatest power of a lease is the flexibility of it. And, you know, there's just way more options than that loan you're stuck in, stuck with. You only have a couple options with a loan. You keep paying the bank. You sell it. You know, like, that's pretty much <laughs> or it. Or get repossessed. Right? <laughs> Trade it. I mean, but, yeah. So, I think that that was a good point. The other point that you know, is indirectly made there is that com- that customer's coming back to you every three years. Mm-hmm. So if you get them addicted to the lease cycle, you're going to see the same faces every three years and start building that pool of customers that you can rely on. And, and they'll, they'll love the lease experience if you treat it mm-hmm. the, the way he described. And, that, and they'll be stuck on that for life. So it's a great way to retain customers for the dealership and for you personally as a salesperson. Uh, it gets people in that cycle of spending uh, or of, of buying from you. Um, the, or go ahead, Rick. I was going to say, what talk to us about the particulars payment wise, incentive wise on that the Grand Cherokee? I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, to so see this what. is a real world example. Let's let's talk about it. So this is a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee. As I said, um, it's currently on our lot. We looked at the best lease for this was a 39 month lease. Um, the the other part of a lease that I hadn't explained besides residual was there's a money factor. Now, the money factor, um, it can be converted to an interest rate. Some of you have probably seen the hack online. You just times that number by 2,400 and you get an effective interest rate. On this example, the money factor is 0.00097. So if you times that by 2,400, you get 2.33% interest. Does that sound like a good interest rate? Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't exist. That's, that's a lot better than any of our retail loan agreements mm-hmm. lately. So that's another really attractive thing right now is these leases are coming in quite a bit below the market lending rates. Uh, another thing to catch your buyer's eye. I know a lot of you have heard lately, oh, 8% interest. That's just too high. Well, let's look at a lease because they're coming in at 2%, 1%. I've seen below a percent. Mm-hmm. But the 2024 Rams right now are below a percent interest effectively. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. That will catch your buyer's eye. So anyway, back to the, the example here. We have the same starting MSRP 
Our discount, obviously the same on the vehicle. It's uh, so MSRP is fifty two eight forty. Our discounts twenty eight eighty eight, and then on the lease there is actually three thousand in rebate, even with that promo rate. Um, on the purchase, there's a little bit more. You got seven thousand nine twenty six in rebate. Um, so your your uh, adjusted price is off by about four thousand there on the two. Um, with the lease, we get down to the sales tax line. It looks a little different, so that might confuse some guys. Mm-hmm. How is sales tax handled in a lease, Rick? Like so, sales tax—they're basically so. Anytime you see those figures on your write-up sheet, those are retail. Those are retail uh, sales tax figures. They're not lease. They're not lease uh, sales tax. Sales tax is six percent if it's in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's in Wyoming, it's probably it's six percent in Jackson. Um, it's it's Whatever the sales tax rate is, um, take that, and that's only on the monthly payment. Right. So in Idaho, for example, if the payment was a hundred dollars, um, your sales tax would be six dollars. So your payment would be a hundred and six dollars instead of paying it on the whole fifty, roughly forty eight thousand or whatever right. that number is, forty five thousand, which is. So that's um, two thousand five hundred fifty-five in tax. That's yes, awesome. yeah. So that's another great. That's another great way to save money. On leases, there's three ways they can incentivize. There's there's only two ways they can incentivize on a on a retail contract. They either put a big a big rebate with the rebate or with a specialized uh, incentivized interest rate. Right. With a lease, they actually can do three. They can do they can do two or three, three or three. They can they can have a rebate. They can have an incentivized rate, like you've talked about on this one at 2.33, and they can, they can inflate the residual. residual value. So they can actually, again, we've talked about flexibility on the, on yeah. the buyer side. There's actually ways that they can get a little bit more creative mm-hmm. and make it more attractive to the consumer on the lease side by being able to adjust those, uh, those numbers. No, that's a great point. And, resi- and mileage also can fluctuate um whatever the what the payment ends up being right uh because mm-hmm. there's less usage of the car theoretically if you drive less miles so make sure you're clear with your customers on that like how many miles are we going to be driving guys cuz a 10,000 mile per year lease is is a little bit cheaper than a 15,000 mile mm-hmm. per year lease so that little detail is something you want to grasp early as well but yeah no great points i just wanted to clarify that sales tax cuz it is a little confusing when you first start start like why does it look different than mm-hmm. than the loan. Well, that's why you're just paying on that monthly payment. So in this instance it ends up being $22.44 a month uh on on top of your payment. Uh when we look at the payments the 39 month lease is $648 a month. If I'm going to go finance this for 72 months, this exact same Jeep, I'm paying 864 a month. So you know that's quite a difference. I'll do the math really quick. Eighty bucks, probably. Is it, it's somewhere. So, eight sixty four minus your six forty eight. <clears throat> you're looking at two hundred sixteen dollars a month less. Now, if I look at that over thirty nine months, uh, both payments, that's an eight thousand four hundred twenty four dollar cash cash flow difference. So, do you want to pay eight thousand four hundred dollars less over thirty nine months? Most people would answer yes. Especially, you know, considering all the other things we've talked about. 
Um, that's we a, ain't going to Sicily. We're going to Cheesecake. We talk about the ribbon that's chop. That's a big deal now. Bruce Chris. I mean, chop. yeah. <laughs> if, as long as it's not our first date. That's it. Yeah, because we can't do that on the first date. Most no, families no. can use that extra 8400 I mean, we're all sensitive to inflationary costs and stuff now. That That's a big deal. That's a very simple exercise you can do while you're preparing to present to someone is just times the the payments by the payment or the the months by the payment in both scenarios and kind of show them that difference. Me and Matt did a lease the other day that had an eleven thousand dollar cash flow difference over three years. I mean, that is gonna matter to people. So that's another point you could make just easily, just quick math with them. Well, well, think about being a fly in the wall in the car, in their car on their way here. Okay. And you're you're buzzing around in the back seat and uh, listening to them talk, and they're saying, "Yeah, yeah, we we keep our payment around six hundred fifty a month, somewhere in that six to six fifty. I think we can make this work. Right. Know, budget it all, okay? So you're buzzing around the car, and then all of a sudden they get out of the car, they leave you locked in there. You know, it's as a fly, it's probably nice because it's a little warmer in there than it is outside. <laughs> so all of a sudden they come in. And all you do is present them a retail a retail deal. And how much is their payment, Chris? Eight eight sixty four a month on seventy two. If you okay. go sixty, it's nine sixty four. Okay, so, so eight sixty four. So we present them eight sixty four, and the the first look on their face is is that's not even close. Yeah, we, we can't do it. Yeah, that's not even an option. Okay, we can't do it. Yeah. Okay, and 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 believe you me, um, you know, uh, money. You know, I don't I don't have an orchard in my backyard, so money isn't growing on trees at my place. <laughs> But when you sit there and think about it, what have we done? We've just said, okay, it's 860 a month or 840 or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, yeah, I guess we're going to have to figure out a different way. Now, had you been smart and you've listened to our podcast <laughs> and your desk manager presents a retail lease deal and all of a sudden they see it's 640 a month, and they go, oh, hey, what's that? And you talk to them about the, you know, the reasons the why leasing is so attractive. And they buy a car. If you'd have just showed them the retail one at eight forty, they'd have walked. Sorry, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So if you don't present it, if you don't present it, you're just you're you're just you're cutting off your nose in spite of your face. Well, and I, I mean, to really hit on that, I think ultimately it goes into as a salesperson being engaged, you know, from beginning to end, because when we talk about, well, who do we present it to? You know, there's a litany of people uh, that it's going to work for, because th- just because they come in on a used car doesn't mean that they're not interested in a new car. They just don't think they can afford it. Mm-hmm. That was a case with my sister. They they had a set budget that they wanted to be in. So they sent me a few of the used trucks that they thought could they could get it. It was a nightmare to me because it was 50,000, 60,000, 70,000 miles. And I'm not interested in getting my family in that type of car. So we load up and I get into leasing and that payment on a brand new, like really nice truck, everything that they, like their mind was blown about it, um, was lower than a used car with 60,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. And what what's important about that is, is we, you know, being in the business, we feel that most people understand the car business like we do. And that's not the case. A lot of people come in to buy a car and they don't know very much about the process. Like before I got in, I, I didn't know really much of anything about it. And so <laughs> it's important that when you, when you greet your customer and you do your trade things, okay, this is a three-year-old car and it's got 26,000 miles. In in my mind, that's that's a lease candidate right there. That's yep. someone Five we could get on. on. Exactly. 
Um, and if the, if they're willing to give up your budget and you're looking at a $65,000, you know, Grand Cherokee and the budget is pretty low. Okay. Well now we got to, I got to have this as an option. So you have to be engaged mm-hmm. and you have to be listening and you have yes. to know the hot buttons and, and you got to be able to have those switch pieces in mind because when we just show retail and they, well, that's 200 bucks off, we get frustrated and we're like, well, why are we even looking at this one? Um, and we immediately just start downgrading on the stuff that they said they wanted when we don't think about leasing. And I think that's mm-hmm. been probably the biggest hindrance, at least at the Chrysler Jeep Dodge store, that if we, you know, utilize them more, we'd have a lot more success. Hey, what if we put them in a 96 month retail contract? <laughs> You'll never, ever see them again. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, though, you think about it. Um, and you probably yeah. don't want to either. That's a no. good way to make them mad for yeah. life because they're going to be upside down, like Rick said, for six years. Oh, five, you're six, just, seven years. I guarantee I've seen this happen over and over again. The salesman standing there at the window looking for the next up, and here comes Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and he's like, on, and all of a sudden he's got this huge urge to visit the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work here anymore. I might be a while. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, these are real world examples. They're great because, uh, look, my wife, I lease my wife's car. Okay. And the reason why I lease her car, it's pretty plain and simple. It has nothing to do with the fact that she likes to drive a new car. She wants this. She wants that. The payment's less money. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just like everybody else. Okay. So the payment's less money plus about every 24 to 27 months. Now I, she's in a 39 month lease and for all of you out there listening, I'm I'm kind of going through a little bit of hell right now because she wants a new car. <laughs> so I've ordered a new car for her the way she wants it because it'll get here in a few months and then everything will be fine. But the fact of the matter is, is she likes to drive a new car. I don't have to worry about it. I mean, Nick, BMW, you get uh, prepaid maintenance. Is that correct with yep. your lease? 36 months. Perfect. Jeeps are the Jeeps with the Jeepway program. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Um, I would imagine that we'll see some talk. Ram's been talking a little bit about that, especially uh, with the new trucks uh, uh, coming out look fantastic. But those are things that, I mean, that's why, okay? And, and, I, and I sit there and I sit there and look at these car payments and I go like, my gosh, I don't want to pay $800 a month for a car payment. I mean, I, I don't want to. And the reason why I don't want to is because I don't have to because I can pay $500 a month. Or whatever it right. is, that's 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 the cold hard reality of of the situation. And it's, yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll just I, make this last point. Yeah, go ahead. The the other thing about that, I don't want to spend eight sixty a month, but also assume all that risk of the depreciating asset. Because see how flexible his scenario is with Nance. He's two years into this lease, and he already has a million ways to get her out of it, and because it's a lease. Um, he can, he can go ahead and trade that in here on the car he's ordered and there's not that much pain. Now, if he's in a 84 month contract on her Jeep, he could be out 15 grand negative equity at this point, And he's got a mad wife and logically they can't make the decision to actually switch cars. So she's pissed. And it's just so much easier to move in and out of leases. 
uh, and keep peace in your household, I guess, without costing yourself a lot of money. Because again, it is a depreciating asset. Yeah, and the built-in gap too. So if the worst thing were to happen <laughs> oh, yeah, to you as well, the car, you get wrecked, you, you walk away, come get a new one. You, you could be two months into it, get totaled, and you don't have to worry about any of that upside. Or the down. report on the Carfax that devalues the car even more when you go to trade it in. But when mm-hmm. you lease it, that's, again, not it's your irrelevant. problem. Walk away from it, yeah. not on you. Um, I just had one more little sales um, secret. I don't know if Chrysler's the same or or not, but um, cash buyers are also good candidates for leasing because there's a one pay lease mm-hmm. option, um, at least sure at BMW. Yep, so no. kind of like what Rick said, if you're a good salesperson, you'll print out the cash price and then you'll print out the one lease pay. And which one do you like more? You know, the ninety nine thousand dollar payment <laughs> or the you know forty four thousand dollar payment for three years? You know. Um, That's typically really most of the leasing manu- um, financial institutions, they, uh, with one lease pays, they will give you a little bit of a buy down on the money factor too. Mm-hmm. So there's incentive there as well. Yep. But if you have a cash buyer that again, that's another great candidate a for a, a, a one pay lease, um, for all the same reasons we've talked about today, you know, you're mitigating your risk. Um, you're owning the car, brand new car for three years. Uh, you can get out of that whenever you want. You've already paid for for the entire lease anyways. Um, so if you want to trade it in or get rid of it, you know, you've already made all the payments. Um, yeah. Again, all Great the same point. benefits and more that come with, you know, paying paying cash up front. You know, you just saved yourself $40,000 over three years. And um, again, you're not responsible for what that car's worth. It's not a risk to you. Um, you totaled the car, wrecked the car. You know, again, you're just, that devalues your car if you go to trade it in. Just a lot of things that, leasing protects the customer from that as a salesperson you should become a master at leasing and and Mm -hmm. be able to explain to your customers why it benefits them because a lot of customers have a lot of hesitancy and a lot of unknown um, reasons to why they don't even want to lease you know they've heard it from their grandpa or their dad oh oh, leasing's bad never lease never lease but if you're a good salesperson study up on the on leasing and and uh, you know be able to to overcome any objection that comes your way because there's really no downside to leasing there really yeah. isn't the only thing is is can be the miles that we've talked about but in mm-hmm. most circumstances you know there's ways around that you know, mm-hmm. there's ways around that because you can prepay you can prepay mileage yep. um if you want um up to twenty thousand miles a year uh on most you know the standard term the longest is usually 15 but you can prepay those miles but usually they give you a little bit discounted rate on the mileage uh, mm-hmm. Instead of paying twenty five cents mm-hmm. at the end, you might pay twenty cents up front, so you save yourself a nickel a mile, which uh, in some cases is good. But but really, the idea is, you know, when I first started in this business, I asked a an old guy what my role was here, and he you know as a as a salesperson, he said your role here is to go out there and get them to say they want to drive that car every day of the week, and then your second job is just show them a way that they can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> pretty simplistic and and it and it hasn't changed in 30 in 30 years i mean you think about it as a salesperson go out there and just get them to say hey this is the car i want to drive every day and now all we got to do is just come in here and show them a way they can afford it and leasing dials that uh, affordability <laughs> yeah. in like uh, it just drives it's like that big 16 penny nail just taking that big hammer and just hammering it home well yeah and kel, kel made a point the other day to me when we were talking leases he says you you understand we've probably got you know quite 
a handful at least of customers that could write a check for your entire dealership over at BMW. But what do they do? They lease. And the reason behind that is they know the value of a dollar today is worth more than a future dollar, and they understand risk. They understand that pushing that risk of depreciation off to mm-hmm. us is smart, you know, and saving cash flow each month, like we've shown you in these payments, the difference just less out the door in the current month is always better financially. You want to keep hold on to your money now, you know. So, yeah, I mean, another great phrase we've we've talked about is, you know, say something like everyone's doing it or, you know, if they, if they (laughs) nag about, oh, leases are stupid. It's like, well, it's funny because all of our rich customers at BMW, they lease. So there must be some, you know, there must be something smart about it. So, (laughs) and even some of the poor ones at Chrysler. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a lot lot of ammo here for you guys. Well, and that's exactly the, the point I wanted to make is when you talk about sales, like, to use analogy of, I related a lot to like golfing. Like there's sometimes you do a round, correct me if I'm wrong, that you don't use a certain club for the entire, mm-hmm. for the entire 18 holes. You know, like your putters, like your meet and greet, you're going to do that with every single customer and have that process throughout. But there are certain things that you're going to, you know, we go over all the way from mirroring to um, labeling to all these different sales skills that are more finite and you don't have to use them on every single turn. And that's going to be leasing to a certain aspect. But if you don't have it mastered and you try and pull it out and you kind of fumble over, it, you're going to lose your chance. Like Rick brought up where they had a set budget, you didn't utilize it and they walk out the door and you lost the sale. So the importance about why we talk about and why we talk about anything that we train on is so that you have an understanding of it so that when you need it and when you need to pull it out, you can do it confidently and you can have success with your customer. And so it's not so much um, that it's going to work for every single person. Although Rick, I mean, Nick touched on that. There's a lot of people more than we think mm-hmm. that it is going to be viable for, but you mm-hmm. have to be, one, understand it. And then two, be confident in it. That is the best option uh, for the customers that you're working with. Because if you have those two um, paired with the affordability of it, then you'll be surprised how many people are going to be interested mm-hmm. and ultimately turn to doing it. Um, and so that's why we harp on it because we all just want to, I had, you know, Rick on the training. I saw you wrote on the board, the ultimate goal for everyone here, individually, collectively, you sell more cars, you know, because in turn, we all make more money and leasing and having your customers lease is the short-term aspect of being able to sell more cars. And then the long-term vision in 36 months, you'll have an opportunity to sell them another car. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important for you individually and us as a team collectively as well. So. That's uh, sweet. That'll do it. So thanks, uh, thanks Nick. Thanks Chris. Thanks (laughs) Rick um, for joining the podcast. We'll back at it and we'll get it rolling. So um, thanks again and uh, tune in next week. Thanks. Have a good morning. Bang bang. I didn't even catch it. It says cold, Doctor. Bang bang. Bang bang.